Why? Oh, that's much better. <laughs> Hello. Um, we have two uh, very special guests joining us today, and uh, they're a bit in traffic, so I'm gonna start by doing some reading from Let's Talk About It by Erica Moan and Matthew Noland, The Teen's Guide to Sex Relationships and Being Human. First section is, what is this book? And this is a comic, so I'm gonna try to read it as I can. Bling. I'm here till six, so come find me if you have any questions. High school. Um, it's, this is like set in the high school and they're in the hallway. I mean, condoms on bananas, come on. How old do they think we are? I actually sort of had fun with that part. Did you see Sam blush? beat red. It was just so basic. Okay, like, I've got the internet. I already know what goes where and how the sperm meets the egg, but but do you go from having, how do you go from having a crush to, like, putting a condom on or something? What is the in-between stages, you know? For real. I know Miss Belloy says you can ask me anything, but psh, yeah, no thanks. Like, Consent, like, we all know that's important, but how do you bring it up? Am I seriously supposed to be, um, <clears throat> pardon me, potential sexual partner? Do you consent to our upcoming tomfoolery? <laughs> They're always telling us to just avoid sex, but maybe we should be getting help from the sex we might actually, for the sex we might actually be having. Like, how about that stuff that isn't sex sex, like gender and sexuality, relationships, sexting, jealousy, rejection? There should be like a book about this stuff, but with us teens doing the teaching. Ah, uh, yeah, or like a comic book. Nerd. Hey, so wanna grab a snack before next class? Sure, anything but a banana. Next chapter. What is dot 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 first? What do you do? How do you know you're ready? No, but how do you make absolutely sure? How do you know, how do you talk to someone whether they're ready? How do you make sure your partner is ready? Why is this all so complicated? Yep, and then he comes back with two rescue kittens. What? Love, play it, I swear. Well, you ought to, it looks good on you. Mm, that's the worst class. Yeah, but it's like Miss Cavish, she's having fun. Ding! Well, I don't have any plans Friday. Okay, you two, time's up. All right, everyone ready to go spin the bottle again? Ready. Oh yeah. I am nervous and excited. Remember, while you're in the closet, respect each other's boundaries, only do what you're comfortable with, and whatever happens stays between the two of you. It's just for funsies. Who's next? Here it goes. Oh my gosh, ah! So, <clears throat> Here we are. Yep. Well, um, if you're interested, we could, you know, wait, wait, I am. But before I do anything, I want to tell you, like, I like you. Like, I mean, like, like you, like you. But uh, it's okay if you're not into me. I, I get it. I know how. Oh, my gosh, I love you, too. I like you, too. So let's. I'm a virgin. Oh, I didn't mean we should. 
Uh, no, sorry, that came out wrong. I mean, uh, I haven't done anything before, like, at all with anybody. I've never even kissed anyone. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, hey, that's okay. I'm, I'm really glad you told me. Can I, can I tell you something and you won't laugh? Shoot. I'm not really even sure what counts as sex. Wait, so you've never even seen porn or anything? Sounds dumb, I know. I mean, like, obviously I know it's sex when a penis goes inside a vagina, but what about all the other stuff, like oral sex or hand jobs or fingering? Do these things count as sex, or are they, I don't know, their own subcategory? What if you're rubbing someone's junk through their pants and they get off, but you never actually touch their skin? Is that sex or not? And what about kinky people who do things that are totally sexual, but it's not like sex sex, you know, like spanking or being tied with ropes and dangling from the ceiling? Yeah, I, I hear you. It's confusing. I'll tell you what I think sex is, but it's a bit broad for most people, so take it with a pinch of salt. I think sex is being intimate with an erotically arousing or stimulating way with someone. Yeah, but that's like everything and anything. Yeah, there are like so many ways to have sex. The thing is, if people are getting aroused, stimulated, and or satisfied, then it's sex in my book. But like, if that's right, then I'm probably not a virgin. Like, I don't know what sort of sexy stuff you might have done, but yeah, chances are you're not. Oh, okay. Now we're going into the book section. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. It's okay to avoid sexy activities that don't interest you if they have any special importance for you. It's okay to never have sex if you know it's not for you what's often called abstinence. What's important is that you do what feels right. What if I don't know what feels right for me? I don't know what I like or what I like it, but my partner doesn't, and I have no idea. I don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's why constant communication and consent are so super duper important when you're getting down. Oh my gosh. Dang, how do you know so much stuff? Well, you practice at track. I was doing a lot of research. Okay, let me see if I got this right. A good example of consent would be if I asked you to kiss me rather than just doing it. Yeah, that's a great place to start. Making sure you get some good affirmative. <laughs> so can I kiss you? Yeah, yes, please. So that was the first two chapters from uh, Let's Talk About It, The Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being Human by Erica Moon and Matthew Nolan. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our guest, Billy Einstein. Hello. And we're back. Can you hear me, Stein? Yes, I can. All right. Wait, I can. Oh, now I can hear you. Great. Ooh, yes. Just a little, a little breathing to... <laughs> Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> yes. So we're going to do a little uh, introduction. Um, and uh, again, if you're just joining us, my name is Roni from Tailbone. And my co-host here is Andre on the, the mics. Oh, super. Andre, say hello. Hello. I'm moving around and <laughs> putting things in place here. Yeah. That's all good. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. And uh, Stein mm -hmm. is also here with us. Well, I, I don't hear it so good now. Uh, 
You don't hear so good. Myself. Okay, just bring it up a little bit. The volume? Bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little okay. bit. Okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> too much? It's too much. Okay. This is perfect. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with the short introduction that I wrote about um, uh, you, Stein, and, and Lirin, who is joining us in a minute. Um, I met you at the Intimacy Festival. And um, Lirin is a Me Too coach who helps people and their loved ones that have been touched by sexual violence. And she's also one of the Netherlands representatives of Amnesty's International Action Group on sexual violence. Oh, and she's also here. I'm sorry, fashionably late. <laughs> yes, come, come. All right. Okay. So, uh, welcome to Radio Warm, and welcome to Tailbone Talks. I'm really excited to have you both. I was just reading a bit of introdu introducing you and Stein. Nice. And I was just saying that you're one of the representatives of Amnesty's international um, focus group on sexual violence. You've yep. been on Vice News, NOS, radio, and more. And Stein, you run Real Comics, which brings together impactful storytelling and illustration to talk about important topics from gender identity to domestic violence. And um, together, you run Salmon Helen, which in English translates to Heal Together. And it's an organization dedicated to providing resources for loved ones that someone that they love basically has experienced sexual violence. Um, so thank you for joining us today. How are you t this morning? I feel very delighted to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Thank> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice meeting you at the uh, at an, at the festival. Yeah. Now we had such a nice click. Yeah. And I think uh, we have uh, a lot of interest in common. Yeah. Uh, positive ones, but yeah, sexual trauma is also very yeah. important to talk about. So, yeah. very honored to be here. Thank you. I think one of the. Um, the thing that for me really sets the work that you and do and you sign do together around sexual violence and sexual trauma is um, that you really treat it as, of course, something that is help like is important to deal with, but also something that once you deal with it is like a gift that you have for yourself and your relationship. So I thought we could start there, like um not just from the perspective of like oh this needs to be done because it's important but what are the um yeah the what how it affects you once you are actually open about it and with your loved ones hmm. what a beautiful question to start with yeah <laughs> uh, well what i i think that um working through trauma um has everything to do with being in a moment being in your body um being uh, being open uh, and uh, showing yourself and going through a process like this um, it asks of both partners to go on this journey to open up to feel to to be vulnerable um, and to have that in your relationship afterwards or or uh, as a as the basis i think is a, is a great mm -hmm. gift it's uh, wonderful and uh, it makes everything in life more colorful and interesting and and being soft toward the other one to work your own failures or your own pain mm. um, yeah it it opens up a lot of 
doors that are difficult to open and in a relationship you can work around that for a long time but if uh, sexual trauma um, is part of it and you work through it uh, you need to go there and, and it's a great gift in that sense I think yeah I totally agree I think uh, in any relation and we have like a partner and love and family relation um, yeah we are together now for 22 and a half years yeah. So <laughs> along the way, and you have two kids together. <laughs> we so have yeah. two kids. Yeah, everything. And we still count <laughs> half years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yes. Um, but when we when we started like uh, 10, 11, 12 years ago, uh, we were already like more than ten years in a relation. Yeah. And if you want to grow and strengthen and deepen your relation, it's very honest to. Uh, dive into any challenge yeah um, however a trauma of sexual violence is like a really 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 <laughs> big challenge yeah it's it's yeah but um, as a phase in a partner relation if you can overcome it then you can grow into it yeah. of course uh, the one uh, in this case it was me um, having the trauma, uh, being raped when, when I was young. Uh, it's a big journey for me, yeah. but there is impact in the relation and there is impact for the partner. And I think we don't really understand that Yeah. in society. When you say that you started about 11 years ago, what I understand you mean is that you started addressing this together as a couple. Yeah. And I know from your bios and the work that you do that it's something that... Um, you hadn't addressed it with your partner or anyone else for years and mm -hmm. so I was wondering what was if there was a specific trigger for you in your life that um, made you feel like this needs to be healed and addressed right now yeah there were several uh, circumstances uh, triggers you can call uh, a few some of them were pointing me that life is just temporary mm. You can just get ill or die. <laughs> yeah, it really sounds pessimistic, but yeah, yeah. We, we're <laughs> not going to stay here for like thousand years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the end, grab the life that you want to give to yourself. Yeah. But uh, at that point uh, or before that, we also had, um, well, kind of a deep low in our intimacy and sexual mm. life together. That was also like a, a big trigger to mm. really... Uh, look towards myself like w what's in here to be worked on right. um, because in our communication we really drifted apart yeah <laughs> or clashed yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> because he didn't know the underlying right cause mm. i was not open about that about my trauma towards myself but also not towards stein so he was thinking in solutions mm but the, not the, the right solution because he, he didn't know the right problem. Right. Um, so in the end, he was kind of uh, fed up with giving solutions because neither of the solutions were proper solutions. Yeah, yeah. I'm super creative, so super I do creative. a lot of uh, solutions, but if you don't know the problem... They yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so it, it, it <laughs> won't fit. Yeah. And then it was like, hmm, 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 maybe there might be something that I need to tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, like we've been in this process for many years now, uh, but there's also a lot of, uh, the more I read about trauma, the more I, I also recognize triggers in myself. So, and that can be anything from the way I was treated as a young boy, it, or, or uh, yeah, it, it can be many things. Um, and uh, I think it's very interesting. In the beginning, it was all about Lechine, healing her. But then um, it also, uh, I started looking towards myself because within the relationship, yes, there was this big part that I didn't know about. There was also many parts that I didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. So it, it was also an opening for, if you see your loved one being so open, so vulnerable, um, it's inspiring and you cannot have have way do it have way like you're open and and i'm there to support now that that means that yeah. i too have to uh, dive deep and and work on myself and and i think that's the apologize. only way to to keep to stay together yeah um to, to check in with your own personal development and journey but that the partner also um grows in personal development yeah. because then you grow together otherwise one grows and the other stays here yeah. and you drift apart. And one of the th things that I noticed when Ligin was uh, starting to do a lot of uh, uh, retreats with women and, and workshops and therapy things, it's a lot of uh, women who divorce and um, mm. or they break up or they feel disconnected. Mm. And um, it makes a lot of sense because they grow and they f they they dive deep and then the husband or the, the boyfriend or the girlfriend or, or the, partner. the partner in any form. Um, um, yeah, if, if you don't move um, and someone else grows like exponentially after, they, uh, after the trauma is addressed and the work that's, mm. that's in there, you need to uh, face your own demons. And, uh, so with this it was uh, horrible but it was a wonderful gift. Uh, yeah, and that also, I mean, it's something that has to be said about the education of people that are assigned male that, at birth or are educated as male, that you generally don't, are not educated in expressing your emotions. That's mm -hmm. not that space there. Um, it's not expected. No. So you can go for a long time or your whole life without even knowing how to turn whatever you have inside into yep. a communica uh, communicated in through words or I mean other things touch but it's also possible of course. yeah, yeah. And th that's also quite interesting in uh, as a question for you because you have two young boys right mm -hmm. and do you see that you do something different in their education from what sort of their peers kind of receive from their parents in terms of education um, for emotions. I love the, the, the smirk on the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, our boys say that we are the greatest parents. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I it's uh, <laughs> really feel the compliment. Yeah. And That's uh, a big compliment from uh, as a teenage boy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we're the only parents they know. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, yeah we're also the, the, the worst, I think. <laughs> But um, the, for example, if they visit a friend of another family and yeah. then they come home, it's like, yeah, yeah. hmm, over there it's different. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so we, we do things different? Yeah, I think so. How so? Uh, oof. Uh, <laughs> well, I think for one, we're very f physical. Uh, we give hugs? Uh, we give a lot of hugs. I mm -hmm. don't think we get angry. Like, it's a long-term project. Uh, like, mm. when, when we got the kids and still, like, I say, up until you're 18, I can tell you the same thing, like, a million times. Like, clean up your room. For me, it's, it's nothing to do. I'm raising you up until you're 18. Yeah. So I'm not going to get angry. There's well, th there's a difference. Oh. I think sometimes we do... We can get angry, like in the emotion, but we don't give like punishments. Right. No, we because never punish. Nothing. Yeah, and that's the, one of the big differences at school or with other families. That's oh, yeah. what, what we I, hear. Yeah, I think yeah. which is yeah. uh, uh, different is I apologize since they're super young. So <laughs> that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I do something or it, I just I get back on it and say okay, yeah, I was uh, I was emotional or it, it was difficult or it's but it's me. So. I think apologizing is something I learned from my father, who was mm. not into apologizing. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think yeah, that I it's empowering them, and uh, just and then of course, uh, since we're so active in the sexual violence, uh, we we share uh, the the journey uh, in in words they can understand or in uh, something age appropriate. But I think it's an open uh, discussion, and it's also uh, when the eldest one uh, came to Nilbaya uh, School when he was twelve, and went to new school. School. Mm -hmm. He was also very. Uh, he had a lot of talks with other people about sexual violence or, mm -hmm. or boundaries gender. and gender, and so that uh, made me happy that that is something that he picked up on, and yep. that it can be a conversation. But uh, we're still, it's everything in life. We just try stuff. It's not, we're far from perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, but that's also what we tell our kids. We, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, we are in life to, to learn. Like when starting new sports, my son says, yeah, uh, I can't do, I, I don't like it because I can't do it. And then we try to <laughs> explain like, yeah, but if you don't practice and you, just a beginner at a sport or activity or whatever uh, you're assumed to not be yet capable or experienced so we try to move the expectations mm -hmm. and give more space to uh, vulnerability uh, honest thoughts honest emotions uh, space yeah space yeah i think they also have seen me cry once in a while not that often, but it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have the? Do their friends ever um, approach you to ask you questions that they feel oh. more comfortable to ask you than maybe their parents actually? Mm -hmm. No, we haven't had that one. Well, not with my close friends of our children, but um, I was at a friend's house my friend's house yeah and then when she was i don't know she was away for from the living room like for a second and then her daughter asked me something about sexuality oh. um and then when her mother came back so my friend yeah she was like 
what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you better give some information. <laughs> yeah. Or, or need, not like you, but in general. Yeah. Um, if your daughter needs it or wants it, she, yeah. she's already like, a, uh, she's already like an adult. Yeah. So it felt good to share. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but it, it felt a, a little bit awkward. Uh, but then I treated the the topic. It was about a, a sex toy. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, it's it's a regular topic. And yeah. then my friend was like, ah, okay, so this is not strange. No, this is not strange. Okay. And then her daughter left the living room, and then I offered like, yeah, if your daughter or you have more questions, just ask me because if you just have to find out yourself and you're struggling, it's always nice to share your journey or yeah. to have somebody to ask questions. Talk about sex toys. Yeah, talk actually, sex talk, toys. you're talking about sex toys. So I have a sex toy shop and um, it's a web shop, but also I have a showroom that people can come and get some consultation. Mm -hmm. And one of the products that we sell are gender affirming underwear, such as binders, etc. And now having a lot of teenagers coming who are transitioning coming with their parents to get a binder and that kind of sparked the conversation between me and some colleagues like what is the the appropriate way to um is it appropriate for example for teenagers to be in that space period mm. uh, i feel comfortable because i don't feel that there's anything pornographic in that space um but also then started thinking actually like Teenagers are usually already being sexual with mm. themselves. Sex toys are actually a very safe way to get to know their bodies. So I was curious, like this, the way that we treat teenage sexuality is, on the one hand, it's like hypersexualized in movies, and um, also like young bodies are considered like very sexy. And on the other hand, we're telling them you can't know anything. So yeah. interesting yeah. to hear your thoughts on that. And also, I mean, also not to to forget that, like, sexual violence as teenagers or as minors, mm -hmm. and like how um, yeah, but, so, that's also a big. So I think thing. that for uh, the sexual violence part, that the education should like next to the the touch and how to do it. Yeah, it's about what is it, uh, how how does it affect your body? How do you connect to another person? What sort of also about energy, about being vulnerable, showing yourself. Like this is what I discuss with the with my kids if I yeah. talk about sexuality, and then we have books which explain more a little bit how you do it yeah. or what it is, and then the plumbing questions we yeah. called it. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because the eldest one I gave him two books, and I cannot find them anywhere. Mm. So I, I gave it to him, and now he hides it <laughs> for me. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> Ah, you're actually reading it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so that's uh, that's funny, but uh, I think I don't want to invade their sexual space with. I don't want them to think of, or or have me anywhere in their mind about how to masturbate a, a woman. Right. Like I don't want to be part of that. So I I keep it with the emotional and uh, and the connection part. And then uh, I mm. hope the books uh, do the rest a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's it's something that is interesting when you're talking about Ronnie, the um, uh, sex toys as being kind of kind of a bit of a creating a bit of a safe space to explore sexuality 
on your own because I mean if sex is taboo and it's something that people feel mm -hmm. ashamed of when are they gonna get have sex well generally when you're uh, drunk uh, or mm -hmm. high and you're not able to make the best decisions and mm -hmm. uh, and this is like um, you know a story that runs through a lot of people's lives and they're their teenagers mm -hmm. um, so yeah yeah, I, I, I think what you're doing is amazing. I, I talked to a woman who, uh, or uh, non-binary, at, at, or discovering this, and had made love with a binder for the first time, mm. which was a completely different sensation, and, and really, uh, yeah, it brought in a whole new part of herself, or yeah. himself, or um, they self. Um, they then pronounce there's a book here that explains how to do this <laughs> I will read it I we will get back practice. to you next time yeah but I think like if you if you t if uh, if kids can experience this and you help them I think uh, yeah I, we've been to male and female doing some uh, masturbation workshops mm -hmm. and then I said I would love to like for his 14 or 15 birthday give him and his friends like this yeah. workshop and then they go no we don't do kids i would love right. that i think that would be just playful with friends and, and girls and boys and do this that's the other book we have on the table is a, a book about masturbation masturbation for people of all genders and abilities yeah, yeah. bang it, it's um uh, the question i think probably more for stein but also looking if he wants to answer so that you have been publishing a lot of comics yes. sometimes comics that are not about light topics mm -hmm. so often about um, abuse and sexual abuse um does the medium allow um more like difficult messages and difficult content to be communicated or in other words do you choose that medium purposefully or just yeah. something that you're familiar with and go uh, no when I started uh, working with comics that was the at the, around the same time that Lechin uh, told me about her experience and in that period I thought I I am not learning about this there's no way and um, people that go through it Lechin uh, never found a website or read about because it was blocked and it mm. and it's still if you want to read about sexual violence you have to buy a book and read a book or yeah. find a podcast and what I think that a comic can do is give you an excuse to read it so you want to read about sexual violence but it's new and it's difficult and, and maybe you don't want to go there mm -hmm. but it's safe because you can read it as a work of art or as an inspirational form yeah. so I think that for me it's, it's an entrance um, why I think the comics work um, and because it's not sexual violence is not about stories it's about emotions it's about mm. uh, yeah something that is so um, like there's many if you go online there's many people that tell their story and these stories they they give you sort of an insight on emotions but colors and 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 forms they they make you feel this so they mm. they can take you into an emotion and from there uh, you, the story is more to help you through the emotions mm -hmm. instead of where with text the story you have mm. to transform that in your mind so it's the second step and with a comic it starts with an emotion because you feel something with a style and with a color and 
with the panels. So yeah. I think that for me mm -hmm. is why I'm so excited about the field and it it's not uh, uh, the the serious comics it's not a big field you have the zines I think that is an amazing yeah. but then it's only published for these few people that read it yeah. and then you have fiction comics but the non-fiction it was only uh, the the graphic novels the so you have novels. to yeah. buy yeah. this book yeah so yeah. I make these uh, with a lot of different artists these two to six page comics um, and then it's distributed for free, so everyone can read it. And, uh, and you can so read them online as well, yes, where we have yeah. the link. Oh, nice. Um, but when you still talk about color, I immediately think of one, and I think it's um, um, around your story, Lirin, and there's kind of, you start talking about, well, yeah, you know yeah, what? You, the you, trauma. The yeah, trauma. Like and the black and gray. Exactly. And, white, and then more in col it ends with color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a beautiful And it was so much the reality then. Lechine was, today she's in black, so that is sort of... <laughs> but today I'm in sexy black. Yeah, sexy black. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but she was always, all her clothing were dark, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Brown, dark gray, dark blue, yeah. black, just yeah. to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards I realized I just want yeah. not to be seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really felt comfortable and I wanted to wear colors after working on my trauma. Yeah. Because then I kind of accepted life. I wanted to show myself. I wanted to be there. Yeah. And yeah, before that, it was just I was there with my body, but yeah. I wanted to ignore it, kind of. Yeah. I had a similar experience um, coming from uh, <laughs> an abusive relationship that after. I was wearing really colorful clothes and throughout the three years of this relationship like slowly my wardrobe became just completely black and then ah. at the end um yeah healing from that and against mm -hmm. color coming back into wow. my life yeah Yay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I, I want to uh, jump back to um the medium of uh, comics yeah. for uh, heavy topics yeah uh with sexual violence not everybody um, understands or resonates with words like sexual violence or abuse or rape. Yeah. Even though what happened after a conversation, they maybe uh, realize that a situation might be like rape or perpetration. Yeah. But in the beginning, I didn't use the word rape like I was raped. I didn't. I didn't explain it like that. Mm. So. If you write stories using the words, not everybody will resonate and understand it's their situation as well. Right. Well, if you use images and you, well, you, d you don't show the actual rape itself, but the situation, how it happens, or, mm. or, or the processing, um, or the personal development afterwards, that is what resonates with people, like the journey that you make with that. So that it's the emotional part that right. resonates, and that doesn't need uh, always words. Mm -hmm. So a, a book is also a, like a, a beautiful medium, but for some people and in some situation, yeah. uh, images work better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had one amazing feedback from uh, it was quite a tough guy, and I I, had, I let him read a comic book about uh, abusive relationships, and then a, a few weeks later I talked to him, 
And then he, he reflected on it, that he says that, like, for him, uh, seeing a picture, you can just go around it. And then later, you're in a situation and this picture pops up. Mm. And then you are in the story. And that can be weeks later or years later. Yeah. But for him, that happened, like, he read the comic. And then a few weeks later, I met him. And went, like, wow, I, I found, I connected to the comic uh, after a few weeks. Yeah. So I think that... That's, but it's it's a feel that yeah, it needs to be explored further, and it's. Uh, no, I'm 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 always surprised by the amount of queer comics that are out there. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. the that comics that deal with very heavy topics yeah. as well. I mean, you have a big, yeah. big pool of them. I yeah. mean, it's a little bit underground, of course. Yeah. It's very underground. Um, but There's when you get to that richness, I mean, the things that really really touch you are really intense. Yeah. Um, so Alison Blitcher. What's their Be name? Bechel. Bechel. Bechel? Yeah, yeah. Fun uh, Home, the author of Fun Home Fun and Home. so forth. Yeah, we have a manga um, in our shop uh, called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Mm. So good. Yeah, it's manga, good. of course. It's yeah. a wonderful field there. Um, and we brought a few books here to show you mm. and geek out about after the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I'm like... There's a question I wanted to ask you both because you work together on um, Sam and Helen uh, healing together. So, what resources were you looking for, and what didn't you find when you went on this journey together? Like, it was super lonely as a yeah. partner. Yeah. Um, the partners I talk to also now, it, you get in survival mode and your own traumatizing or your own emotions you just take away or you put put to the side because of the triggers for the that and uh, the other one goes through uh, for us Lechin the first year was super connected and then yeah uh, to heal you need people around you you need uh, peers you need uh, people with the same experience the most important thing you need to become you so you need to also let go of of everything and and mm -hmm. really uh, uh, land in your own body and your own personality. And and I had no idea. So I saw it happen and it, it I I was just lost. So mm. there was I was never invited to any of the therapies, all the women groups I couldn't be part of. Um, Lechin had her safe place with me. And the healing for herself, but couldn't always share. So mm. I felt on the sideline, and I think many, many men have this, um, or many partners have this, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, there was nothing. And, and what I missed is podcast groups. Um, like, also within family and friends, friends don't ask you how you're doing because. The other one is having it so much harder and right. then yeah. they don't ask about the other person because it's already so difficult so they don't want to impose uh, impose mm. on it so it's just super lonely and it's crazy if you see the amount of people that live through sexual violence um, and there's no help and then there's the other thing that you find your own you go back in history and you go like when did I uh, not respect boundaries so mm. that's also you you find yourself and you struggle with where you've been 
abrasing uh, the edges or, or, or not, not being sincere. And then there's the sexual need. So then you, your sexuality, be, first you feel that your sexuality is scary and then you still want to be and, and discover your own sexuality and grow with this. But you need to take it out of the equation of a relationship mm. to, to give her space to heal in our situation. So is it just a lot of questions, which sort of the easiest way to go about that is just start going to the city and drink or work hard or mm. get slightly depressed or focus on other things. Mm. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, that's what we do, uh, <laughs> usually. <laughs> I recognize the coping system. <laughs> but a lot of people who feel lonely or have trauma and they can't deal with it, or don't know how to, or don't have the information, or can't find the information, mm. I think this was lacking. Uh, from the beginning, I wished there was like a support system for Stein. Yeah. But he really tried. But it's not, it's not common. Right. Uh, not that common as support systems for uh, victims, victims survivors of sexual abuse. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot expect that also to be on the shoulders of your partner. So you need to do that yourself. Yeah. That it's just the biggest reason why uh, people stop their healing process is because of their partner. So that is the really? number one reason. How so? How so? Yeah. Like because because I partner has. Has needs oh, yeah. or or feels lonely or mm. is angry and then you go okay okay I, I will refocus on the family or on you but but that mm. stops the process mm. Mm. and so yeah. or they split up yeah or they yeah. split up many do of course how was it for you then like going through your own process and then also seeing your partner I guess going through his and. It was quite difficult because just as Stein explained, I didn't have like a manual of yeah. steps or situations. It's like um, morning yeah. to morning. Yeah. It also has different phases and it's not like serial. Uh, you can jump. Linear. It's not linear. It's yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. one jump from one phase to another and come back and then it's more like a spiral. Uh, but I do recall that moment that uh, in the first year, as you explained, Stan, we were very connected because you were my uh, lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> but at a point, I felt like, hey, I need to do some things alone or for myself or on my way. And if I make errors, I have to discover them myself. Right. But at that point, I uh, couldn't reflect and give wor proper words to the on, the, on this process. So I was doing it, but for Stein it felt like I was pushing him away or leaving him, not in the relation, but mm -hmm. uh, not being connected that much anymore in yeah. my healing process. And I did need the space, but I was not aware of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So if people would have explained that upfront, then Stein maybe would have felt a little mm. less lonely. Uh, and I felt the urge, so I was, I was just stepping up for myself, and I needed this. And uh, Stein gave me space, but it didn't make him happy at uh, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Do you see um, the people that you coach also struggling with this, with how? Because you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, to give healing of trauma, any trauma, 
a proper space in relation or a prop being a proper topic is is um, is challenging. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you ask what, what didn't we know or what would I have liked to know, like how long does it take? Mm, we were right. looking around, like how long does it take? You oh. have no idea. And then some people say, oh, it's your life, and some people say six years, and, and then <laughs> online it's like half a year, and like there's no. Any it, indication. Yeah, yeah, and then no. if you go through the process, I, I think I broke the process with all the different books we're reading. It's like there's these three processes. Safety. Yeah. If you're safe enough, you can face it and then become in the moment uh, and, and find a way to deal with it and then integrate it in your life. So it never leaves, but it's, it, the pressure is off and it's part of you. And then within every phase, you go through different elements but yeah. you go through these same elements again and again and as a bystander you go like wow we're there again like it's mm. three years and we're there again mm. nothing happened mm. but a lot happens you're in a different phase you're within the phase you're in a different uh, different place but i had no idea so so everything that happened i looked at it in the moment and tried to make sense of it yeah. but there's a lot there's a lot that is known and it's a lot that can help you relax and and as a partner um, you don't have to go around triggers like I didn't know that I was like mm. oh I need to avoid all triggers but yeah. triggers yeah that, that's what happens and if you can be there in a loving way supportive not getting your own triggers not a resort to what what the other the, the, the perpetrator did, but be the opposite. Um, and I think that these these elements would have helped me a yeah, lot. I think that at least for me, one of the things is in terms of like when triggering um, someone, it's like my natural reaction is to jump onto a solution <laughs> that would um, kind mm -hmm. of um, neutralize that mm -hmm. trigger um, rather than. Um, trying to empathize and understand and sort of not having to address it because it's not triggering me it's, it's triggering the other yeah. person so it's more um yeah and that is um something that doesn't come natural yeah. because yeah you have a problem well let's yeah. you have your sink is sink is leaking then let's fix the sink that's what we learn you have a problem fix it yeah but with triggers or emotions it's it's uh the, so the solution would be to give it space yeah. and not to push it away or or immediately neutralize well in the end yeah. it will be neutralized but it will be neutralized by giving space and or diving in or yeah facing it yeah and, and like this this safety to to get to give this safe space uh, is also um it's not about uh, like we we like to solve things fast. Yeah. But mm -hmm. within trauma, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the more you go like okay, it's a five-year program. Yeah. It's a ten-year program. It's not like in the beginning I thought okay, for five years I'm not gonna worry about myself. It's all about her. Yeah. That's not the way to go. But to make the other person feel that it's okay, I yeah. I can handle. I can handle this. Yeah. I think that's very important. For the other one to really go into it. Right. Oh. One minute and I get emotional. That's uh, oh. <laughs> just <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm having no no, yeah. I uh, I 
Um, I feel like we need another hour. I'm just checking on the next uh, radio person. When do, are they already there? Do we need to yeah. wrap up? Okay. Um, I would love to wrap up by um, maybe hearing from both of you um, what are you really excited about and working on right now? Um, maybe inviting, we're going to have the links to your websites and, and Instagram so people to interact with your work. But if there's something, even if it's not fully baked, that you're really excited and you want to share right now, it would be great too. Well, we are kind of pregnant it. of our new project, definitely. You're pregnant? No, no. no of oh. a new project. <laughs> of a new project. No, no. <laughs> it's like the toolkit that we wrote. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Like uh, uh, partner support. Yeah. Uh, we want to create, we're going to create like an online program for free. Yeah. Uh, to support couples, um, beloved, not yeah. only like love couples. Yeah on how to support each other, how to talk on this and yeah. how to face this. It's not like therapy, yeah. but it's with dealing with and going through this situation yeah. of sexual trauma. Amazing. Um, yeah, next to therapy or any other thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the uh, four areas. Triggers, intimacy, emotions. And talking. And That's how to lovely. talk. So yeah. And then uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, more workshop uh, settings in different groups. And, uh, yeah, we just really uh, like to uh, expand on it and, and get more, uh, more context, more, more different fields. And we we don't pick any group, so we're working with students, but also on professionals and uh, political. And uh, so it's we're yeah. all over the place, but I think we're managing, and well, <laughs> I'm really yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. yeah, and we're looking forward to go on tour, like through the Netherlands. That if mm. any group or people would love to have us talking about this in yeah. like in a small groups or yeah. education or workshop yeah. or lecture um you actually Lovely. offer yes. that for free wow. so if that uh, amazing if anyone yeah. feels that that could help them just contact us contact yeah us. awesome do you want to say for people listening live maybe say your uh what's the best way to contact you or your handle your website yeah i think our website yeah yeah Samen-hele.nl. Yeah, it's Dutch. But there's not so many people called Legin. So if you just type in Legin, I'm sure yeah. you'll find her. Yeah, can you spell it for the L-E-G-I-E-N. Oh my God, it's been so lovely having you. We're going to yeah. now have some delicious um, Surinamese food and talk some more. And uh, hopefully we can have you again uh, soon. Yay! Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Yeah. Bye!